It's the Bradfield Weather Podcast, underwritten by Action Carpet, located at 1394 Hot Meadow Street in Simsbury. Action Carpet, where select Anderson Tough Tex styles are on sale now. I'm Dan Lavallo. He is Bradfield. And Brad, I guess we can start right there. We want to welcome Action Carpet to the Bradfield well, Weatherfold. Absolutely, and thank you to uh, Kevin Blake uh, for sponsoring us, and Action Carpet will be uh, underwriting the Bradfield Weather Podcast for the rest of 2020. So uh, thank you to Action Carpet. You bet. Well, speaking of 2020, I can't believe we're putting this podcast together on Thursday, July 2nd, knocking on the door to the 4th of July weekend. But before we look ahead, Let's look back a little bit. What did June 2020 look like now that it's in the books from a weather standpoint? Well, Dan, as we've been discussing on podcasts past, we have had a desperate need for rain. As a matter of fact, during the month of June 2020, we had 15 days in a row without a measurable rainfall at Bradley International Airport. That was June 12th through June 26th, no measurable rain at all. So when we talk about rainfall, we only had an inch and a quarter in the month of June, which is a full three inches plus below average. So uh, we're we're starting to run a rainfall deficit, obviously. Uh, The grass and the, uh, you know, lawns are all browning up. The gardens need it, the groundwater situation. Uh, I did a calculation for the year, Dan, uh, so far to date. Now, this goes through yesterday, which was July 1st. We've had 22.27 inches of rain uh, in 2020. The average to this point is uh, 27.04 inches. So, in other words, it's a 4.65-inch rainfall deficit. Now, of that deficit of 4.65 inches for the whole year, more than three inches of that deficit occurred in the month of June. So this has not been an ongoing problem, but more of a recent problem with the rainfall deficit. And when you do the whole calculation, we're about 18% below average for the year. Now, the good news is we've seemed to turn the corner. We couldn't get rain for day after day after day for 15 days. Now it seems, as we were talking off air, Dan, it seems like it's raining every day. It it seems like it's Florida around here. Uh, Late in the afternoon and the early evening on a daily basis, it seems as if we're getting a thunderstorm, Brad. What's that all about? Well, you know, you talk about Florida, Dan. I've got some very interesting uh, stats on that. Um, Miami, do you (laughs) – I I could not live in a place like this. They have had 14 days in a row, including yesterday – of over 90-degree heat, uh, including 98 degrees on June 30th and 96 degrees on July 1st. So there's just been no relief down there. Uh, They do get those uh, thunderstorms popping up, as you say, and that pattern has all of a sudden taken hold here. But uh, I don't really think it's going to last. And, And, you know, in terms of that, Dan, That's good news as we head toward the holiday weekend. I see a little bit of a problem coming up for tomorrow, which is Friday, July 3rd. But for the actual holiday itself, 
the 4th of July on Saturday, and for Sunday, the 5th of July, I think we've got some um, fairly delightful weather for this time of year. Just to conclude that June recap, Dan, before we go any further, also in June, beside that fact that we had 15 days in a row with no measurable rainfall at all, we had a five-day heat wave that went from the 20th through the uh, 24th, and the highest temperature was 94 degrees on the 22nd. So uh, June into the record book, slightly above average in temperature, about two degrees above average uh, temperature on a daily basis, but extremely dry, more than three inches below average in rainfall. Well, Brad and I want to take a moment here and welcome our new underwriter to the Bradfield Weather Podcast, Action Carpet, located at 1394 Hot Meadow Street in Simsbury, Connecticut. Action Carpet is the place to visit for your carpet needs and much, much more. By the way, voted first runner-up in the Best of Hartford Magazine 2019. Action Carpet has carpets, area rugs, runners, tile, vinyl. You have laminate needs? Action Carpet can take care of that for you. Engineered and solid wood installation? Action Carpet is the place to go. Sanding and refinishing? Check. Action Carpet handles that, too. How about radiant heating systems? Action Carpet, the place to go. If you have a mold or mildew problem, Action Carpet handles mold and mildew remediation. Water damage? Action Carpet can repair that, too. From professional installation to professional cleaning services, it's Action Carpet of Simsbury. Incidentally, Action Carpet currently has a coupon for 15% off professional cleaning services. The coupon expires August 1st, 2020. Original coupon must be presented and is not to be combined with other offers. Previous sales excluded. Action Carpet, where select Anderson Tough Tex styles are on sale now. Call Action Carpet today, 860-651-8406. 860-651-8406. Action Carpet, located at 1394 Hot Meadow Street, Simsbury, Connecticut. You can also visit them online. The Action Carpet website is action-carpet.com. And again, a big thank you to Action Carpet for underwriting the Bradfield Weather Podcast. So here we are, Brad, uh, as we said, knocking on the door to the 4th of July. And what's on the weather map that has you saying that we could be getting some rain on July 3rd? Well, yeah, as we uh, put this podcast together on Thursday morning, July 2nd, we've got a cold front now up around Caribou, Maine, which is in the northern tip of Maine, uh, kind of straddling the Maine and eastern Canada border. Now, that cold front will be moving directly to the south. Uh, I think by daybreak on Friday, July 3rd, that that uh, cold front will be in Massachusetts. And then uh, by evening on Friday, it should be south of Connecticut. So with the cold front coming through uh, during the day on Friday, I think we're going to see some showers and thunderstorms. But here's the good news, Dan. By daybreak on Saturday, which is the 4th of July, that cool front should be all the way down to around Atlantic City, New Jersey, which will put us in 
uh, a much drier weather pattern with lower levels of humidity. We were getting those thunderstorms uh, with fairly high humidity around here, but I do think that humidity will at least be temporarily shunted off to the south. And the good news persists on Sunday, July 5th. The cold front should be down around Norfolk, Virginia, with it looks like a little bit of a bubble high-pressure system sitting right over Connecticut. So that should assure us of some gorgeous weather on Sunday. So if you've got some plans for the holiday weekend, it looks like it'll be improving as it goes. Uh, the worst day will be Friday. The transitional day will uh, actually be the 4th itself. It may start off a little cloudy and gray, but it should improve rapidly as the day goes on. And then Sunday the 5th looks delightful. Uh, on Monday, a weak cold front should be passing through. That'll kind of reinforce the, um, uh, the low humidity around here. But it could be briefly moderately humid on Monday before the front gets here. Uh, on Tuesday, it looks like high pressure will be located uh, just the south of Nova Scotia. Should give us more nice weather. Uh, Wednesday, Dan, a warm front passes through Connecticut with a high over West Virginia. So it's going to start to uh, muggy up again toward the middle of next week. I think uh, I think we see the warm front come through. And then by Thursday of next week, we are in the warm sector with an approaching cold front. So in the warm sector, it's humid. And with the approaching cold front, that could be the trigger for, for some more showers and thunderstorms. What are the atmospheric conditions at play leading to this backdoor cold front? Well, we've got a low-pressure area that's located uh, up near Caribou, Maine this morning as we speak, Dan. And it looks as though this, this, uh, this high-pressure ridge that we're talking about building down for the uh, holiday weekend. It looks like it has enough push to it to get this front through. Now, uh, as I told you off air, Dan, there are some conflicting uh, computer model results uh, for the day on Friday, uh, July 3rd, as, as to exactly where this front sets up. The NAM, or the North American model, is much more aggressive in bringing the backdoor coal front through. And one thing that I learned in my career uh, uh, of kind of watching computer models and so forth, they all have their pluses and minuses. You'll hear the meteorologists talk about the, uh, the NAM or the, uh, the, the uh, GFS, or they'll talk about the European computer model. And there's now these rapid refresh models that come out and so forth, high-resolution rapid refresh so there are all sorts of different computer models that we use, Dan, and it, they all tend to have their pluses and minuses. Now, the North American model, I tend to like when you get in really close to a, a particular uh, system or, or a particular situation. Like, uh, for example, we're recording this on Thursday, and I'm talking about Friday. Uh, it, it tends to do a good job with the low levels of the atmosphere and, and uh, temperature patterns and so forth. Whereas the GFS, um, it, it tends to recognize things in the medium range quicker than other models, in, in my estimation. This is only one person's opinion. Um, you know, from like, say, day three through day seven, the GFS might catch on to something before any other model does. And then overall, the uh, European computer model, um, I think is I think is great. Um, you know, I tend to use it a lot. We've got these uh, we've got these short trigger uh, 
high-resolution rapid refresh models that are, are really particularly good um, on the uh, you know on the day of. They're really short-term models, but like if um, if we're projecting some showers or whatever, they may show um, a spike at a particular place. For example, Bradley International Airport, say at 5 p.m. or something, and 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 they're reasonably good in 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 uh, terms of that. So. There, you know, all the different models have their strengths and weaknesses. The bottom line is, though, the NAM, the North North America model, is bringing that um, backdoor coal front through, uh, giving giving good push to that front, getting it through during the day on Friday. So I'm tending to go with that one here, with uh, some showers and thunderstorms around on Friday, uh, diminishing quickly after sunset on Friday night. Uh, the front pushing down to Atlantic City on Saturday morning, pushing down to around Norfolk, Virginia on Sunday morning. So if, if my calculations are right and, and uh, this model uh, tends to, to uh, win the battle here, so to speak, it looks like the, the uh, holiday weekend will be one of um, improvement where the front comes through on Friday, Saturday we improve, and Sunday it's just beautiful. Well, from a Saturday perspective particularly, because that's when a lot of people will be getting together. Obviously, we hope they're engaging in social distancing at all, but uh, can you give us like a segment approach to what the 4th of July is going to look like? Yeah, sounds good, Dan. It looks like, you know, overall, I would call the 4th of July a mix of clouds and sun, uh, temperatures throughout the state, very comfortable between, say, 78 and 84, something like that. And I would say lowering levels of humidity. But uh, if we were to break the day down um, into segment stand, it looks like the morning might be a little bit cloudy and gray. If you're an early riser, uh, such as you are and such as I am, uh, if you're up at six, seven in the morning, something like that, uh, it, it could be uh, kind of cloudy and dismal. And you might think, oh, my goodness, the forecast is wrong. It's not going to be a nice day. But I do think uh, during the late morning, we'll see the, the, the sun burning through. Uh, the afternoon, to me, looks nice. I think, uh, I think mainly sunny. Um, I, think the, I think the sun will come out, or at least uh, 50-50 on clouds and sun. Um, 78 to 84, I think, low humidity. And I actually think, how rare is this? If you have air conditioning in your house, to be able to shut it off on the night of the 4th of July. I think it's going to be, uh, you know, very comfortable. Uh, the temperatures may be down into the 50s on Saturday night. Uh, Sunday looks like a glorious day with sunshine and temperatures in the 80s. So um, hopefully that helps a little bit. Uh, I was telling you offline, Dan, that um, I was uh, supposed to be going to some fireworks uh, tomorrow night uh, in Granby. And it, it, it looks like uh, it might be showering early in the evening, but hopefully uh, we get those showers out of here and, uh, and we see improving weather on Friday evening. But at this point, I'm not really holding my breath on that. Well, look into your crystal ball. As uh, we said, this is the beginning of July. And uh, look into our crystal ball segment. What does the month ahead look like? It looks uh, warm to hot, Dan. Um, you know, what we normally expect in July is a daytime high temperature in the middle 80s, something like uh, 84, 85, 86 on a day-to-day -day basis. And nightly lows in the lower 60s, uh, 
you know, 62, 63, something like that for the overnight low. Now, in terms of sunset, Dan, today, uh, 8.30 is sunset. Uh, so today on July 2nd, sunset is 8.30. But by the end of the month, we've lost 21 minutes in the evening. By the end of the month, July 31st, sunset is at 8.09 p.m., and there's that, uh, you know, that kind of haunting feeling as you see the earlier and earlier sunsets as you go through, especially the month of August. You think, oh, my goodness, you know what's coming next? The, the, the circle game, the season's going round and round. And, uh, you know, we're heading toward winter once again as these days shorten by a minute or two uh, on each end. I hear you. Don't don't depress me here on July second. <laughs> I'll try not to. Dan, you asked about the the, the crystal ball. It looks like uh, for Tuesday, July seventh through Saturday, July eleventh. So, in other words, we get through this holiday weekend and whatever, uh, and into the middle part of next week. Remember, I said it might start to muggy up as we head toward the middle of next week. I believe that's true. Uh, it looks like there's a, a you know subtle jet stream pattern of a cool dip in the Pacific Northwest and then kind of a warm uh, sort of small ridge in the middle part of the country. And again, the rubber band theory, if it's slightly cool somewhere, it should be slightly mild somewhere to offset it. If it's very cold somewhere, it's usually very hot somewhere to offset it. So this is kind of a uh, kind of what we call a zonal flow, not a heck of a lot going on, not a lot of, uh, not a lot of uh, depth to the troughs or uh, crests to the ridges uh, as we go through the uh, lower 48 of the United States. But with respect to average, it looks like it's going to be warm from, say, New Mexico to the Great Lakes. That looks like the core of the warmest air. And for a change, Dan, Instead of uh, we were talking in uh, Crystal Ball statement on the past podcast about us being in uh, dry with respect to average, it looks like we're going to be sort of normal with respect to average. So that's good. I, you, we don't, you don't want to be adding to the rainfall deficit as you go through the summer months. So uh, getting a good normal rainfall is, is a good thing. And then as we head into the, uh, the basically the third week of uh, July, from Sunday, July 2nd through, uh, say, the middle of the week, Wednesday, July 15th, it still looks like it's going to be cool in the coastal Pacific. Uh, the real hot weather, the hot stuff in the middle of the summer looks to me like it's going to be in Nebraska and Kansas and Missouri and Oklahoma and northern Texas. So the uh, proverbial heartland will be getting hot uh, as we head toward mid-July. Uh, for us, I, I, I think, you know, maybe we're slightly mild with respect to average. So uh, instead of maybe mid-80s on a daily basis, maybe it's more like upper 80s or something like that. But I don't see anything really uh, off the walls in terms of like, oh, you know, like a major heat wave coming toward us or something like that. It's uh, interesting when you talk about heat waves, because as we put this podcast together on Thursday, July 2nd, the forecasted high for Juneau, Alaska, is going to be 79 degrees. They must be sweltering in Alaska with that temperature. <laughs> yeah, and I, I've got to, you know, that's on my to-do list, Dan. 
Uh, I don't know if um, on any of your uh, voyages with Senate Travel, uh, one of our original sponsors, if you ever went uh, or if you ever went on your own up to Alaska, but for for some reason that that has a draw to me. Um, going to see Alaska, maybe maybe by boat um, or you know a cruise, I mean, or or um, Nova Scotia also has that kind of uh, pull. Uh, to me, but I, I'd love to see it, and you know, especially um, especially as as we're in the summer in the land of the midnight sun. Uh, you know, you watch that movie, The Proposal, with um, Ryan Reynolds um, and Sandra Bullock and Betty White. Uh, you know, they're they're up in Alaska, and they have to put the curtains down at two and three in the morning because the sun's <laughs> beaming in. I mean, I, it just is a, a sort of an amazing place that I'd love to see. But uh, yeah, they that certainly is is warm for them, but. Uh, you know, I, I now is the t- now is the season though. This is the the warm time of year up there, obviously, with the perpetual sunshine. Yeah, that's on my to do list too. We have done Nova Scotia, and I would highly recommend going to Nova Scotia. And obviously, this is the time of year to do that, Brad. Yeah. Okay. I'll keep that in the back of my mind, and when the uh, this this COVID nineteen thing is over, maybe uh, maybe we'll we'll do something like that. Um, I, uh, you know, on, on the, on the Brad field list of vacation destinations, I just absolutely love coastal Maine and I am a lobster snob. I will, I will not eat lobster other than coastal Maine. <laughs> I think, I, I think it's just the absolute best. Well, that said, how about we put a wrap on our podcast by giving us the immediate forecast. Yeah, no one wants to hear about my taste in cuisine, <laughs> <laughs> vacation spots. They, they, they're more interested in the forecast, Dan. And, and, and through this afternoon uh, on Thursday, July 2nd, uh, there can be an isolated late day kind of pop-up thunderstorm in a couple of towns. But I think it's mainly a sunny day, uh, much less in the way of um, shower and thunderstorm activity than we've had in the past several days. Uh, I think temperatures today will make the mid and upper 80s, close to 80 at the Connecticut shoreline. So a delightful day along the shoreline. Partly cloudy, a little bit on the muggy side overnight tonight, 65 to 70. Remember that backdoor cold front I'm speaking of. Uh, It will be to our north overnight. So we will still definitely be on the muggy side. For Friday, I think that front traverses Connecticut. Uh, it's going to come through first in um, Wyndham County, Pollen County, and then finally last go through Fairfield County. So kind of coming down from the north-northeast to the south-southwest. So uh, there'll be some scattered showers and thunderstorms along that front as it moves through. I do not think temperatures will get out of the 70s for Friday. So uh, kind of unusual around the 4th of July to only see temperature readings in the 70s. Uh, A couple of scattered showers early Friday evening, uh, otherwise becoming much more comfortable as the night goes on. Temperature between 56 and 62 with lowering levels of humidity. Saturday, the 4th of July, a mix of clouds and sun. Remember, I said more in the way of clouds in the morning, more in the way of sunshine in the afternoon. Nice temperature statewide. No one's going to be too hot. Uh, temperature between 78 and 84 with low humidity. 
Uh, looks like a nice day on Sunday. Uh, nice evening on uh, the 4th of July uh, evening. Nice day on Sunday, sunny and in the 80s, close to 80th Connecticut shoreline. Monday, mostly sunny uh, in the 80s once again, near 80 at the Connecticut shoreline. And Tuesday, Dan, looks partly sunny. We start to see more of an increase in clouds. We start to see more humidity coming back. Uh, temperatures 80s inland, 75 to 80 along the Connecticut shoreline. And then that rising chance for showers and thunderstorms uh, toward the muggy middle of next week. All right. Well, there we have it. As uh, Now we start the second half of 2020. But to all of our first responders, as always, a big thank you for all that they do during these trying times. And Brad, to you and Sandy and your family and to our podcast audience, have a great 4th of July weekend. Dan, to you and to Susan and to our entire podcast audience, uh, have a great 4th and we'll see you next week. All right. The Bradfield Weather Podcast, underwritten by Action Carpet, 1394 Hot Meadow Street in Simsbury. Action Carpet currently has a coupon for 15% off for professional cleaning services.